This is listener-supported public radio. You are tuned to K201AO Seward 88.1 FM and KBBI Homer AM 890. The time is 9.02 AM. I'm Kathleen Gustafson, your host, and this is The Coffee Table. This morning on The Coffee Table, let's check in and see in Seward. Uh, Assemblymember Cindy Eklund, are you there? Yes, I am, Kathleen. I hear you loud and clear. How about Assemblymember Lane Chesley? Lane was going to be driving from Soldatna to Seward this morning. Uh, the roads were not that good last night from the Y South. So, oh, right. Maybe a little... Well, maybe we'll just. Uh... And, what, and what about oh. Mike Tupper? Mike Tupper, do you read me? Yep, I'm here. Oh, great. Good morning. Good morning to you. Borough Assembly members, as you may now understand, are our guests today. We uh, will hope to hear from Lane Chesley later. Kathleen? Yes. Lane has called into my phone. Oh. I'll have him say hello again and see if you can hear him. Thank you. Go ahead, Lane. I'm in Moose Pass, and the roads are really bad. Well, then you maybe check in with us in half an hour or whatever. Get there and be safe, because we've got plenty to talk about with Mike Tupper and Cindy Eklund. Uh, well, I can pull over here in Moose Pass and join the Okay, if you, okay. Could, if you could pull over, that's great. Otherwise, you could check in whenever. Uh, should I call 721 number? Get off Cindy's phone? Uh, yeah, if you called... 907-235-7721, then we could get you on a phone line. Okay, I'll do it. Okay, thanks okay. a lot. And the next thing to ask is, well, first of all, let's just talk about Borough Assembly. We had a meeting last night. It was Assembly Member Jesse Bjorkman's last meeting. And his seat will be filled by Assembly appointment chosen from applications uh, through the 10th. Hey, that's just a few more days. But uh, it's only for people who live in Nikiski District 3. Mm-hmm. And yes. But there is, there's a special election coming up to fill that seat. Jesse Bjorkman got lots of accolades last night and has served the Assembly well, that's for sure. Uh, I do want to know what happens... Uh, Cindy Eklund, let's start with you, Count, uh, Assembly Member Eklund. Um, about how this has affected assembly business, being like we've been, we have a uh, borough mayor that's uh, filling in, waiting. We've got four candidates for borough mayor election coming up on February 14th. So it's been quite a transition. Has this affected business for you in the assembly? Um, no, it's it's been... Um pretty smooth transition because of Mayor Navarre's experience as borough mayor and in the state legislature. So he's well-versed in the business and been moving forward, Um, has been an excellent communicator with me and I believe the rest of the the assembly. Um, Keeps us updated well during his mayor's report. Well, plus he has an enormous amount of experience with local government. Yes, he does. 
and he chose a great chief of staff in Max Best, who has many years experience in the borough offices in the planning department. So I think things are moving quite smoothly. Um, Jesse will be a big loss. I respected him uh, through our time together on the assembly. And I think he's gonna be a great advocate for us um, in the state Senate. Uh, we had only one application um, as of last night for that position, and then it will come back to the assembly to select from the applicants. Well, thanks for that. I appreciate it. We've got a lot coming up uh, February 14th election to choose from. There's um, Linda Farnsworth Hutchings, Peter Machicki, David Carey, Zachary Hamilton. These names all sound familiar to me. <laughs> There's... Uh, so it should not be uh, too tough to pass the baton. Uh, I do want to bring Mike Tupper into the conversation because you're new to the assembly. Can you talk a little bit about what the learning curve has been like for you? And then we'll get down to business. Oh, sure. Um, I, you know, there's a lot of stuff that uh, you don't really think about until you're, you're in the, the assembly and you're kind of seeing some of the things come through and, and, for me, it's been just a process of, of doing a lot of reading and, you know, kind of digging into what the history of some of these things are, because, you know, there's oftentimes, especially, I mean, the gravel pit thing is a prime example of something that's been going on for years, and there's a lot of history to it, and there's a lot of inputs that have happened over the years, and so whenever something like that comes up, it's just good to, to look back through a lot of the old stuff and, and try and get yourself right up, up to speed. So that, that does take a little bit of time and it is a bit of a learning curve. And I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, moving into this uh, new year, um, things will be more uh, familiar to me uh, because uh, having been on the last year uh, and yeah, just so hopefully that um, that just makes it a little bit, a little bit easier to, uh, to stay informed on all these issues. And that's assembly member, Mike Tupper. What were the priorities that you had that, uh, before election, and what do you what do you hope to institute during your uh, time on the assembly? Well, I'm mostly interested in making sure that we have a diversified energy infrastructure and that we're able to support local agriculture as well. I mean, we saw with supply chain issues over the last couple of years that that can be really a, a huge deal uh, whether or not we can produce our own food here. So. I know that the, the borough has got a program um, that they you know, worked on already, but uh, in talking with um, the lands director, it sounds like uh, they need a little bit more support in that area to be able to, to fully uh, realize that. So kind of wanting to look at what we can do to support that um, effort. And, and of course, you know, uh, schools uh, being funded are, are always a priority, but that is kind of a standing priority every year. So. Um, so yeah, really just diversifying our energy infrastructure, making sure we have local stuff uh, for food and um, and trying to keep everybody, you know, playing nice together and, and keep our ordinances fair. Well, thanks. That's Assembly Member Tupper. Uh, Assembly Member Eklund, I, uh, since, uh, since Mike Tupper talked about, uh, brought up the topic of infrastructure money, I'd like to skip around on my timeline a little bit because your name was on the resolution of intent financing energy and resilience improvement projects. Uh, and that, I heard you talk a little bit about it last night. Can you, is that is that PACER or is that, I'm, I'm a little confused. 
<laughs> it is a little confusing because the original uh, state bill, um, the House Bill uh, 80, was passed in 2017, and at that time they called the program CPACE, and now the program is um, called uh, PACER because they kind of added the name resilience to the act. So it's actually under the municipal program section of the state uh, statutes and it's called the Property Assessed Clean Energy and Resilience Act. And um, I was appointed as the assembly liaison to the resilience and security advisory commission that was uh, commissioned by the assembly a couple of years ago. And one of the items that we are working towards is helping um, find ways to build efficiencies in privately owned buildings across the peninsula. And that's what this um, PACER Act has um, is designed to help with getting loans through a third party financial institution and having uh, the borough manage the payments through property tax. The goal is, you um, get a low interest loan, uh, you do your improvements, you lower your energy costs, your property tax go up and you, uh, because you've Im improved the value of your building and you make your payment annually through your property tax uh, collections. The other thing that uh, we're working towards with um, the Resilience and Security Allies uh, um, Advisory Commission, RSAC is what we call it, is to um, assess the borough-owned buildings and see where we can provide uh, some recommended efficiencies to those. And uh, that's one of the things that some of the bond monies will be working towards is building some efficiencies. Um, they, they have, a, I think, 13, 13 projects in that, and we have approved the first Five to start moving forward at a meeting um, a couple of meetings ago on the assembly. Well, I have a follow-up question to that. I just want to check, is Lane Chesley on the line any chance? Lane, are you there? No. All right. Well, I will still keep waiting for him to call in. Anyone who has questions for assembly members, uh, you can call 907-235-7721. Or you can email your questions to Kathleen at kbbi.org. Now, I do want to follow up on that uh, because it was what you talked about last night and what was in the agenda packet is a resolution of intent. So can you talk about what that means? No one made any, you didn't change any laws on this. A resolution of intent says you're going to start finding ways and forming committees and making plans. But how long... How long has this been in the works already? Okay, the for the state, it was passed in 2017. Anchorage adopted the plan, which starts with a resolution of intent just to determine the wishes of the governing body, which in our case is the assembly. So that's why I brought it forward to just see where the assembly, you know, kind of weigh the votes. Um, and then uh, in 2022, Matt Subburo also unanimously approved the program. So it takes the resolution of intent, and then you develop the program and the 
uh, the forms and the templates that an applicant would need to complete. Well, since the new um, amendments to the original bill came out in 2022, the state has not developed the new documents. So I tabled it until those new documents come out because the second step would be after, uh, if, if the assembly approves the resolution of intent, then uh, we bring the documents forward to the assembly to approve. And once they approve those, then we uh, develop the ordinance that the assembly would um, approve, and then it would be enacted um, a borough code. Okay. So we were, uh, let's, I'll back up a little bit and let's talk about the bond issues and the infrastructure money that is coming to the borough or is now here and has to be, it's the assembly's uh, job to figure out where it all goes. I know assembly member Tupper, I know I heard about an update to the sirens in Homer happening. What are some of the other places that that infrastructure money is going? I know that uh, Homer High School's entrance is getting some work and the sirens, but what else? Um, you know, there's there's so much stuff going on. And when you're talking about infrastructure money. Um, yeah, you so explain when, it to me. I'm, I know I've got, I'm conflating things and I just know I know. <laughs> yeah, well, a little bit. Well, I, I think so, maybe. So, um, so the bond stuff that passed is I think what's gonna fund the, the changes with the school and the upgrades to the school, which as Cindy mentioned, are in some ways looking at how we can build efficiencies and bring ourselves. I mean, a lot of the bond um, projects are really bringing us to a point where we're at a, you know, kind of a neutral point on preventative maintenance. And, and the goal going forward is to, to keep that going. There was a, a whole, um, Kind of assessment that the borough had done where they brought people in to uh, look at what our preventative maintenance program was now and in what ways we could be better and these were the recommendations that they had made to bring everything to a good point so that they could be maintained uh, for a more reasonable sum because you know as things get uh, out of maintenance they they tend to cost more to fix so that was kind of all that the homer siren project um and it was coming up I'm trying to think of um, what other things were happening. So with infrastructure money globally throughout the state, there was a lot talked about at the Alaska Municipal League Conference in terms of um, trying to build an electrified vehicle corridor. Right now they're talking about doing that between Anchorage and Fairbanks though. So that's not gonna affect us much <laughs> unless we can get that change to come down here. Cause that, in, in that room, a lot of us were saying, you know, well, do we really wanna go to Fairbanks? <laughs> Couldn't we come down to the Kenai? Um, but there's a few other um, kind of larger things, but in terms of how that infrastructure money is going to get to us in the borough, I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of tangible stuff just yet. Okay, I think I have Lane Chesley now. Assembly Member Chesley, are you there? I'm here. Thank you. Hooray! Thanks so much. Well, I want to. Uh, we've been talking about uh, infrastructure money and Homer and how it will be used, about bond issues. Uh, that we, like Propositions 1, 2, and 3, I know Proposition 3 doesn't really affect the constituency for Seward or Homer, but uh, Props 1 and 2, uh, a $65.5 million bond for deferred maintenance to the school district, and one of those is the entrance to Homer High School. But I, I'd like to hear about your uh, your work in terms of what what are your priorities 
and interests in terms of spending that infrastructure money? Well, we had a conversation last night with uh, the superintendent and uh, uh, Clayton Holland and um, John Hedges, the borough project manager. And uh, there's going to be a presentation at the next school board meeting starting to lay out the timeline uh, when those projects are going to happen. And then they're also going to make a presentation at our next summer meeting on the 17th. And uh, I have been trying to help. There's three groups in Homer that want to have input into that process. Uh, the Homer Drawdown Group, the Homer Trails Alliance, and then the City of Homer for their non-motorized transportation plan uh, want to provide input to that process. Thanks. That's Assembly Member Lane Chesley on the road. If by chance, uh, Lane, if you're using speaker, if it's not too inconvenient, if you could take it off speaker, because it'll make it easier to understand you when you speak. I got uh, it. Okay. Uh, but so, because I really want to ask you about the an update in terms of the gravel pit code, and I will, I'll bring uh, Assemblymember Tupper, if you'd like to comment on that as well, you're welcome to, but I know that you've done a lot of work on it, and uh, I'd like to hear about what's going on with it. Well, working backwards from our scheduled public hearing date is our, uh, our I'm still getting an echo here, I'm sorry, Kathleen. That's all right. Um, uh, we have one meeting in March at the Assembly, and so we have a, a public hearing scheduled for what we hope will be the final ordinance. In our two meetings in February, we'll be taking more amendments and, uh, and hope to finalize the amendment process by our second meeting in February and then go to public hearing in March. And the, if you could briefly, because... I like to assume that all of us are listening to borough assembly meetings every other week, uh, but, but I know that's not true. And so when we talk about the gravel pit code, can you give people a one or two sentence explanation of what it is that's happening? We're trying to minimize impacts of industry to residential living and, um, and trying to find ways to be able to balance those two interests. Okay, and so public meetings, the next public hearing is in March, did you say? Public process is in March? The next public hearing will be in March, March, I think, 14th. Thank you. Now, the next thing, uh, Mike Tupper, do you want to add anything to that? Um, yeah, well, just that um, it's all about balancing, you know, regulation on the industry. The industry doesn't really um, want to be regulated, of course, and, and anything that comes as a regulation they're, they're viewing as maybe a cost or something that's going to be an impediment for them. So we're trying to minimize that, but also provide the appropriate protections for, like Lane said, residential living and the environment and, you know, streams and water have, have come up quite a bit. And that's been a big, big focus of that conversation as well. Okay, thanks for that, Assemblymember Tupper. And I want to come back to uh, Cindy Eklund and Lane Chesley uh, and bring you guys into the next topic, which is, do I have this right, that Seward is joining HEA, and HEA and the borough are presently negotiating a methane gas to electric power program at the Central Peninsula solid waste site. HEA gains a power source, and the borough can use the waste heat to evaporate whatever's at the solid waste site so so hea do i have that right hea is 
is taking as a or Seward is joining HEA? Actually, I spoke to the mayor to make sure we got this right. The the council looked at selling our city-owned utility to um, to a, a buyer, and they looked at Chugach Electric, which provides some of our ele electricity now, and HEA. Oh, it's kind of all a partnership. But they chose HEA as a proposed buyer because HEA would allow the uh, city to have a seat on the board. And so uh, HEA will be over the next, uh, let's see, three months uh, doing public presentations and answering questions and being at council meetings. And on May 2nd, there will be a vote by the residents of the city. That's by charter. It only can be the people that live within the city property um, on whether or not to sell to HEA. And it has to be by 60%. Uh, there was a vote years ago on whether or not to sell the utility and it only had 52%. So we did not sell at that time. So HEA will be um, looking to gain support over the next couple of months. Gotcha. So that's still up in the air. And when could that be resolved? You say in, in two months? May 2nd will be the vote of the, of the people of Seward. Gotcha. Thanks so much for that. Now, uh, Lane Chesley or Mike Tepper, do either of you want to add to that? No, but I can speak to the um, methane. Uh, oh, yes, project. please, about the methane gas to electric power program. Yeah, so the borough and HEA are in negotiations for the project uh, to use the waste methane gas that gets generated at the solid waste landfill. And HEA recently received, I think, $823,000 grant from the state of Alaska to begin actual design of the project. Oh, interesting. I can't wait to hear more about it. My notes say HEA gains a power source and the borough can use the waste heat to evaporate the yucky goo at the solid waste site. But I don't think yucky goo is the proper term here. It's, it's uh, called leachate. Leachate. That's it. <laughs> but it is kind of, that is a general definition of leachate, right? It's what's... is So the, our, our, our solid waste cells are lined in the bottom to keep any, you know, any thing from perking into the groundwater and so as rain and snow falls on those cells that water collects in there and then we have to drain that out and then manage it treat it and evaporate it thank you for that explanation also uh also homer has to find a new solid waste disposal site and there is a site in anchor point behind the near the gun range that they're that you're looking at is that is that correct that's correct so the solid waste transfer station is going to stay the same, but currently if you take building material waste, you drive up to the back of the dump to dispose of that. And that's called our construction and debris disposal area. So they're projecting that we have about six to seven years life left to that area. And so they're looking for a new location to dispose of that same construction and debris disposal. And so the, uh, the solid waste department has, uh, has been we're getting ready to put out, I think, an RFP to work with an engineering firm to begin the environmental assessment of that site. 
because there's not much time there's not much space left at the site we have now how much what is the projection of how much six longer to seven years six to seven years which is not long right but all of our residential waste when we drive up there and throw it on the tipping floor there that is all still going to continue to be trucked to Soldotna. gotcha now none of that changes is there uh, Mike Tupper or Cindy Eklund? Do either of you want to weigh in on any of this? Well, I then. I don't have anything to add okay. for, the, for the solid waste. I would um, actually just, I was going to add uh, that a, a representative from HEA did reach out to me about that Seward acquisition and was saying that because of the power needs in Seward uh, being the opposite of what they're typically used to. They were anticipating that it might actually lower rates. So that was a, a, a interesting thing to, to hear from them. It would be curious to see if that's if that's true and, and how it all plays out. Opposite of what they're used to in terms of like residential to business or? I think it was seasonal. I think that uh, um, that their uses seasonally are, are, are different than what the current user base is. Okay, thanks so much. That's Assembly Member Mike Tupper. You are tuned to the coffee table, and we're just about halfway through the hour. If you have questions for Assembly members Mike Tupper, Lane Chesley, or Cindy Eklund, you can call 907-235-7721, and you can ask your question on or make your comment on the air, or you can just leave it with us, and they'll send it in here to the studio. Or you can email me, Kathleen, at kbbi.org, and I'll ask your question. I want to move on, though, to the COVID money that came into the borough and how it will be spent. And just a general, uh, I want to check in for in terms of health care, hospital, public health status in Seward and in Homer area. So can I start with Seward? Uh, Cindy Eklund, I'd like to, to know about uh, the borough's commitment to public health in Seward. Well, the Seward Hospital is uh, quite different than Central Penn or yeah, South or Peninsula South Peninsula. Hospital. Yes, hugely different. Right, because those are both um, run through the service area. There's a mill rate on the properties in those two zones, Central and South, and Seward Hospital is owned by Seward. We took out a bond years ago, and in the last year, that bond was paid off, uh, paid through 1% sales tax. And now the 1% sales tax is still going to help upgrade uh, equipment at the hospital. The hospital uh, is um, run by Providence, but the building is owned by the city. And we have a clinic that is the Seward Community Health Center, which was started through the federal funds for the Community Health Center program and now is self-sustaining. So we uh, are quite different than the other side of the peninsula with um, our hospital. In right. you, don't, you don't have the same relationship with the borough, like when South no, Peninsula Hospital, where the borough and the city sort of both own, one owns the land and one owns the building, I think. Uh, in South and Central. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the borough pretty much owns all of it. Okay. But that, that, I'll, I'll let uh, Mike or Lane answer that regarding the, the South and Central Peninsula. I know Lane's uh, quite 
uh, well versed at those topics. Yeah, so Kathleen, go ahead, Assembly please. Member Chesley. Yeah, so so currently what's happening is that uh, South Peninsula Hospital is engaged in a master facility planning process where they're trying to look at the next, you know, 10-year horizon for what the healthcare needs are going to be in Homer and how they're going to make that. Uh, and the, the boroughs involved in that process, uh, John Hitch, our uh, projects manager, is leading that process along with, um, of course, the hospital administration. And then there's also a steering committee that's a part of that. And by virtue of my seat on the assembly, I sit on that steering committee. Okay, I think I may have lost you, Lane. I'm still oh, here. No, you're still there. I've still got you. Uh, okay, good. So I'm wondering about uh, the COVID funds that are coming into the borough and how they'll be spent around Homer and Seward. The Well, we just had... An, Actually, last night on our agenda, we're, we are appropriating some money that we received just to help us, uh, give us some resources to respond to pandemics. And so we're able to buy some more uh, equipment. I saw some of the things, right, like some that. of the things I saw were the flashing signboards that you see yes. as you're driving into town or out. Yep, it was, yep, that money was in our budget last night. Oh, right. So thanks so much for that. That's Assembly Member Lane Chesley. Uh, I do want to move on to um, a presentation that started off the meeting and I've been waiting to hear, which was Cooey Walker from Kachemak Bay National Estuary and Research Reserve gave a presentation about the purchase of land for the watershed uh, that would, that the peatland carbon project that would give the borough, I'm, I'm hoping that I, I can't wait to get Cooey and the, and the crew on coffee table because uh, to lay it all out, but it's, it gives the borough the opportunity to sell carbon credits. So I could take a stab at Go that. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So worldwide, there is a movement to reduce carbon emissions. And so not every enterprise or institution can do that and so they're looking for ways to purchase what they call carbon credits and so there are different carbon credit programs around the world and in southeast alaska for example some of the alaska native corporations have put some of their forest uh, lands in carbon programs where they can't harvest the trees in those areas for a hundred years and and so they get a they get compensation for that from one of these carbon investment funds. So the borough has peatlands, and peat is a natural location to hold carbon. And so if we can keep the carbon in the ground and not disturb it, then we can help reduce carbon emissions. And so there are some business models that are being developed to allow those peatlands to be eligible to participate in those investment programs for carbon credits. And to be uh, to be as clear as I can be right now, these are it would in, it would involve purchasing land and there's possible land 
for this all over the borough. It's not just one place. There are a lot of potential places around the borough that it could that this could happen. And so I can't wait to get the scientists in here and nerd out. Uh, but I do want to know what uh, the, what you feel about it, how you think about what you think about it in terms of as an assembly member. Well, two things. One is they don't actually purchase the land. The borough would still own the land, but it would go into a special status where it wouldn't be uh, where the carbon wouldn't be disturbed. But there could still be other uses on the land, like recreational uses. Uh, but there would be a, an agreement that would overlay that land, for example, where that carbon couldn't be disturbed for a certain period of years. So I think it's a great opportunity for the borough to uh, bring investment dollars to Alaska. And in fact, Governor Dunleavy is working on this at the state level as well. Thanks. And uh, Assemblymember Eklund, it sounds like this project would be would be right in line with financing energy and resilience improvement projects. But I'm not I'm not certain about that. Do you see this as a viable way for the for the borough to to contribute to energy resilience and such? Well, if the funds that Pui suggested could be made through this program are a reality, yes, because uh, the dollar sign that she uh, mentioned last night was with just the borough-owned properties, not the private properties that they could also look at, but just borough-owned peatlands, something like $64 million. Uh, the, the one I wrote down during the meeting was $62.6 million every five years. Yeah. So yeah. 62. Yeah. I don't have yeah. that up on my screen right now, but to me, that's a lot of money that could do a lot towards efficiencies in borough buildings and efficiencies throughout our borough that we could help the public um, attain. Right. We do a lot. I mean, it's not that we're, alone in this, but, you know, there's a lot of deferred maintenance Yes, that needs to be addressed. So, uh, Assemblymember Tupper, would you like to weigh in on this? You were, uh, in terms of the um, peatland carbon project, before we move on to something else? Oh, just that, um, like uh, Lane and Cindy both said, it seems like a pretty neat opportunity for us. We've got a lot of peatlands and people want to pay people to keep carbon in the ground. So if we can um, get paid for that, that'd be great. And especially since there still is opportunity to use that land, it's not like it's gonna sequester the land from other uses that, that are common to the borough like recreation. So it sounds like a, if, it, if we can put it all together in a nice business plan, which is what, you know, Kui Walker was coming to the borough last night for is to, to kind of start the conversation of they need to partner with people who have land to come up with business plans on how we're going to sell this. So, um, yeah, really excited to see what, what comes out of this. Thank you so much. Uh, so this, I'll go around to everyone on this question, but I'll start with uh, Assemblymember Chesley. So I, I, I heard you last night. I'm, the question for everyone will be, what are you hearing from your constituents that are their priorities in this new year? Uh, in, uh, but I heard you last night talking about uh, about dogs, about get, hearing about people wanting to wanting some sort of regulations or such about having so many having more dogs than I don't know whatever X number. But 
I would like to hear, we'll start with Lane Chesley, what it is that you're hearing from constituents that they really want you to pay attention to. Well, the city of Homer wants me to help them get the solid waste facility back open a half a day on Sunday year-round. The When the borough closed that, the Harbor Dumpsters became the default solid waste facility for the city of Homer and surrounding land. And so we're going to be working with um, Catchment City to get a resolution. We'll be working with the city of Homer to get a resolution in support. So during our budget process, I'm going to work with our finance director, mayor, and solid waste director to get that back into the budget. Um, still, we have a lot of work to do about funding deferred maintenance for our schools, which is really important. And then I'm hearing from folks about new dogs and uh, some of the problems that we have in the borough. Thanks so much. And I will get to our final, uh, I'll be asking questions about the budget process going forward, but I want to move on to Assembly Member Tupper. So what is it that you hear from constituents that are their main concerns right now? Well, mostly I've been hearing a lot about gravel pits. Honestly, about about what? About gravel pits. Gravel <laughs> but pits. Other, but other than that, there's been, um, uh, you know, interest uh, in what I was talking about earlier with the agricultural programs. Um, there's been interest in making sure that we are resilient in, in our energy and, um, but not a whole lot of uh, constituents giving me feedback in terms of specific priorities, um, just thing, things that I'm hearing from people in the community. Okay, and uh, Assembly Member Eklund, I would love to hear from you. I have a lot of catching up to do in terms of my understanding of what's going on in Seward. Doing my best, but it's, it's you know, we just in the last few months started broadcasting to Seward, and so my attention is turned to the, to the city, but I, I feel like I'm not uh, up to date on priorities for Seward. Can you take the mic for a little while and talk about what you're hearing from constituents and what your personal priorities are. Sure. Initially, what I heard from constituents was that they wanted a, a assembly member that was uh, engaged in actively participating in assembly um, concerns at, with a balance towards East Peninsula, making sure that the East Peninsula interests and um, dollars were being managed properly. Uh, but the big concern is you've probably heard um, Mayor Navarre speak towards the um, Seward Bear Creek flood service area is that there's not a lot of buildable land in Seward because most of it's in floodway or floodplain or A zones or Z zones. <laughs> there's, yeah, you know, I was on the, there I was is. On the, there is City zoning commission and it's it's hard to find buildable property that isn't going to have some sort of water there's issue. a there's a downside to your gorgeous placement of your town right there on the water right and there is some uh borough property that if we if the seward bear creek flood service area gets the grants that they've applied for to revet some of the um, Box Canyon uh Quijack Creek and all that that we can then um, the borough would be happy to put it up for sale, but currently it's in the floodway. And so it's about 40 acres out on um, between Herman Lear Road, Takes It Glacier and Old Takes It Glacier Road. So we're hoping that that can move forward in the next couple of years and we can get some buildable land. Um, 
The other issues that I hear about, of course, um, through community members outside of the, the city of Seward and so in borough lands is the dogs. We've had some issues and there really is no, uh, you know, authority over them. I mean, the state troopers don't have, you know, dog, <laughs> dog issues in their purview and we can't really send the city um, dog um, department out through the police department. We just built a new um, animal control shelter. Uh, there was a great public push to, to get that funded and it should be open soon. And so the chief of police talked to me recently about how can we uh, partner with the borough so that we can assist with some of the needs outside of the city. And I, as the mayor talked about Kenai and Soldatna's partnership, I think that maybe we would be able to get that conversation started. Thanks, that's assembly member Cindy Eklund. I want to, um, let's see, did I, did I get Lane? Ch I did, I started with Lane Chesley on that. So I want to uh, check in either Mike Tupper or Lane Chesley. Uh, last night I heard about the possibility of the borough allowing a discount on disposal of building materials. And is that when, is that for when Homer tears down the old school at Sterling and Pioneer? Is that what that's for? Yes, uh, Mayor Kastner had called Mayor Navarre to ask for a discount on the disposal fees for disposing of the building materials when they demo the building because uh, they can't dispose of it. It's a Homer cell there because of, we're trying to save that capacity for the community. So all that waste will be trucked to, to Soldatna for disposal. Right, and that demolition will generate a huge amount of waste. Yeah. And uh, what's the timeline for that? Do you know? Like, when would that happen? I don't have a timeline that I know of. That's I couldn't find one. A, I couldn't a, find a, one either. Ken Kastner question. Okay, yes. Oh, yeah. It's, yep. it's long past time for me to call Mayor Kastner again anyway. Uh, the next uh, thing I want to talk about is the budget and the budget process. Um, I can start with you, Lane Chesley, or Cindy Eklund, if you can take people through, because you're talking about when you work on the budget and the upcoming budget, can you give people an overview of when and how that happens? Sure. Um, if it's okay, Cindy, I'll answer that. We yes, asked uh, Brandy Harbaugh last night during our meeting in preparation for this question. So the finance department starts preparing the budget in November, and then they begin meeting with departments in January, they will actually print the budget by April. It will come to the assembly for action in May, and it will be adopted typically in June. And is this a yearly budget or is it uh, a two-year budget? It's yearly. It's yearly still. Okay. Now, what are... Do you have special priorities like for the budget for the upcoming process? I know you've got committee meetings and and plenty to deal with. I do want to I'll go and ask everyone. But starting with you assembly member Chesley, what's uh what do you feel like is the primary challenge with making the budget this year? Well, I still think we need to find ways to get money into school maintenance for some of our long-term maintenance issues. We haven't been putting enough into that 
aspect of school operations. And to quote Kevin Lyon from the school district, he says, we, we've been kicking that can down the road. So we got to stop kicking it down the road. Thanks. That is Lane Chesley, assembly member for Homer. How about Mike Tupper? Or does it look, it looks like I may have lost Mike Tupper, but Cindy Eklund, you're still there. Cindy Eklund, can you talk about budget priorities for Seward? Yeah, well, um, again, education is uh, one of my number one issues. And I know that to help in that area, we are going to have to increase the base student allocation because I feel that our teachers um, pay scale needs to get raised right now. The entry pay for a teacher is below um, the cost of living on the peninsula. So we're not attracting new hires very easily with that. In fact, in fact, we're repelling, right? We're getting people, people are leave uh, teachers and educators and such are leaving. Yes, uh, we've lost long-term teachers over here in the last year. And then married couples that were both paying the insurance premium, even though they were married, each person had to pay into the, the premium. So that was an inequity that I think may have been solved, but I don't think that's going to be attractive enough. We need to really increase the pay scale for teachers, but that's... I. I I'll do everything I can during the borough budget process to help with that, but I don't think that's something uh, we could do. We'd have to go to state for that. The other item is though, we do own the, um, the school buildings. So if we can build these efficiencies in through getting some money towards the deferred maintenance, that'd be great. And I know that the um, RSAC has a subcommittee on building efficiencies and is working a database that shows which school buildings would um, would get the best bang for the buck if they did some of the work to make them more efficient. So I'm hoping that that comes to fruition soon and can be passed on to John Hedges as they start doing these projects and maybe and can be put into the budget in some way, shape or form. Um, the other item is public health and safety. Uh, just you know, making sure that we have enough money in the budget for road maintenance and that we have enough money in the budget for um, managing the flooding over here on this, this side of the peninsula. And so if a person went to the borough assembly's website, then I think, can you, can you look at the, a copy of the current budget? I, was, I believe so. I haven't done it myself, Kathleen, but I believe so. I was unable to find it, but that's not anything on the borough. <laughs> I'm going to keep looking for it. Uh, I, this is a last call for questions. If anyone wants to ask a question of your assembly members, looks like right now we have Lane Chesley and Cindy Eklund on the line. If, um, if you have any questions, you can call 907-235-7721, or you can email your question to Kathleen at kbbi.org. And so I've come to the point in the hour where I want to make sure that I have uh, that I've covered what you came here to talk about. So I've, if you don't mind, I'll start with Assembly Member Eklund. Do you what is there anything on your list that you came here to talk about that I didn't ask you about? Well, you had quite the list for us, Kathleen. So <laughs> I was 
making my notes in that. And I did want to, um, you had asked a brief question about the Lowell Creek Tunnel. Oh, yes, an update which, on that. Yeah, as you know, causes, <laughs> when we get all our rain in the wa water and gravel come gushing out, it usually tries to cover that bridge out to Lowell Point. So that is now an Army Corps of Engineers project, and it has been funded. Thank God it's been funded. Uh, they are in testing and design phase right now. Um, hopefully within the next couple of years, they will have determined whether they have to redo the whole thing or just uh, make improvements to what's existing there. You know, the, if that dam up at the top that makes the water go into the tunnel ever gave way, it would come right down Jefferson Street where that used to be Lowell Creek. And uh, we have some main infrastructure on that road, the hospitals on that road. We, you know, so it's a very important project to the city. And um, I just wanted to make sure you were aware of that. The other issue is uh, Lowell Point Road, which um, the Lowell Point area is borough lands. And as you may recall, we had the landslide on Lowell Point Road this past uh, year, which was a huge impact to our residents that live out there. I think there's just under a hundred uh, borough residents in that area. They have a local, um, fire station and an active uh, populace out there, but we really have in the future been throwing around ideas on how we can uh, secure the transport of people back and forth from Lowell Point. We have a lot of, you know, people that live out there and work in town or work on the other side of the bay and they need to be able to get back and forth. Thanks. That is Assemblymember Cindy Eklund in Seward. Uh, Assemblymember Lane Chesley on the road, I guess Moose Pass. What is there anything on your list that we really didn't discuss today? Yeah, well, it's it's the quality of the borough staff who support borough government. And I really think we need to recognize them for their dedication, professionalism, and the work that they do every day to serve the residents of the borough. Uh, in particular, our, our borough clerks with our election mm -hmm. integrity that we have, something to really hold up and celebrate. And uh, often we don't see those folks, but they, they do a good job for us every single day. When I used to work for, I used to work for Project Grad, and we would put kids into the Homer City Council chambers to do, you know, they would write an agenda, they would go through a meeting, and we would always just let people randomly sit in chairs, and that would determine who the mayor was, whoever sat in the mayor's chair. But then I would ask everybody, look around at these students. Who is the one who knows how things ought to be done and make sure that they are done the right way and will tell you when you are doing something wrong? And inevitably, they know each other. They'd all point to one person, and I would say, you are the clerk, <laughs> because it is a very special kind of job. They keep everybody. It's, it's like running an ocean liner, it looks like to me. It's a big job. You're a captain of a big ship. So I did, uh, thanks to former assembly member and, uh, and Homerite Willie Dunn, who just sent me the budget, uh, the 2023 oh. budget. So I will include that when we post this show to uh, the website so that I'll include a link to that so that people can take a look at it. 
but I also want to, let's check the next meeting. Um, go into the assembly calendar. And so it's assembly on the 17th is the next time there's a meeting. And I want to know what people are, like, what's on the, what are your priorities for the upcoming meeting? Uh, to tell you why, not because I'm just searching for questions, but because one of my goals on this show is to increase community engagement. And so can you give me some um, preview of what will be going on at the next meeting that people might be able to uh, grab onto, get involved in, comment on? Well, this is Lane. I can tell you for the material site committee, our gravel pit ordinance project, uh, we're going to be having a representative from the Army Corps of Engineers coming to give a hour-long presentation with us to um, help us understand um, through the Army Corps of Engineer regulation process how that dovetails with anything that we're doing in the borough with regard to our material site ordinance. Okay, thanks. That's Assemblymember Chesley. Assemblymember Eklund, uh, what are what can we look forward to in terms of Seward priorities for the next meeting? Well, um, one of the items that we've mentioned a couple of times in this meeting and in this uh, radio show is the bonds that were approved. And of the general obligation bonds for um, educational capital improvements, uh, they they um, it will be finalized um, uh, $65,550. They had to make a, a resolution that would allow them to start sell, selling, selling those bonds and, and fixing certain details. And the discussion last night said that they would start with $30 million and, and see where that would get them. They've selected five projects um, to start working towards with designs. And one of the main things over here for Seward is that our um, track is dangerous. It is so old in potholes and crumbling. And so I think we are going to get a, uh, the, the new track is one of those first five um, projects. And so it's been a, a big push from the Seward site-based council to get that on this bond and I was happy to see it be one of the first projects. Okay, thanks so much for that. Uh, any last uh, final comments from uh, Assembly Member Lane Chesley? Anything else you wanna close with? Cause it's time to wrap it up for today. Thanks for being on the coffee table. Well, Kathleen, I would like to thank you for trying to increase community engagement. I think it's so important you know, so many times we're talking about important things and there may be nobody in the assembly chambers to hear us doing that. Um, so participation electronically through Zoom and through your radio program, things like that, I think are really important to increase community engagement. Thanks so much. And uh, assembly member Cindy Eklund, anything you wanna say before we close out the hour? Well, I wanna echo what Lane said about the borough staff. I. I put them to task often and they are very uh, responsive and timely and helpful with anything I ask of them. And I also want to throw out my phone number 907-362-2276 to anyone that has concerns that they think I could help with in the Seward area or anywhere in the borough. Um, you know, last night I was 
uh, voted, went, went along with the unanimous vote on an item, even though I was concerned with the funding for the East Peninsula. But as a borough assembly member, you do what's the best for the whole peninsula at times. And even though I will always chime in about East Peninsula needs and fairness, um, I will continue to vote for what's best for the borough citizens. Thanks so much. And Assembly Member Tepper even alluded to that. You know, always as an Assembly Member, you're looking for how do we include ourselves and how do we expand this and how do we make sure it's for everyone. So thanks very much to Lane Chesley of Homer and Cindy Eklund of Seward and also Mike Tupper of Homer, Kenai Peninsula Borough Assembly members. The next meeting is on January 17th and there is, there's a lot to learn. So if, um, if you want to reach out to any of your assembly members, it's easy to do. You can go to the borough assembly website where everyone is listed with contacts. So reach out to your assembly members and let them know what you think. I'm Kathleen Gustafson. This has been The Coffee Table. Thanks so much to the guests and to the listeners. And I'll be back in just a moment with some weather.